You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. wrong show I, oh okay here we go right. we're back <laughs> well you know me i am like the ryan seacrest of podcasts i've got uh, so many to cover speaking of which mike we need to have a discussion because i i'm really starving to do another podcast with you another, uh, another one another one <laughs> another one all right uh mike let's talk uh Iser plan today we've got another adam ernie winner um we've got some more trade stuff to talk about and mike has uh, our favorite game to play, uh, but before we do all that fun stuff, let's bring it down. <laughs> down, down, down to business time. There it is. <laughs> let's do the business. If you couldn't see my face, it was sad. No, all right. Basketball teams are entering the final month of the regular season as a gear for the playoffs. Why some fan? Why some teams? See, some fans are locked in, but also some teams are locked in uh, to make it, which. It's only kind of true. You could technically drop all the way to 11 if you really F this up, if you wanted. Anyway, and then you'd be out of the playoffs. Anyway, that's not the case here. That's not what we care about. Matt, some teams are fighting for their opportunity to chase the trophy this summer. DraftKings Sportsbook America's Top Rate Sports Rams putting you in the center of the action with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. Turning $1 into $100 is simple. Pick any basketball team to win their next game. Even the Pistons win once in a while. You might even win. Who knows? And, uh, you know, they're playing a bunch of guys who are like 19 years old. Yeah, you never know. Kids are crazy. Ah! If during that game, the team, if you're choosing, hits a three. And by God, the Pistons love hitting threes, even in defeat. Uh, you bring home $100 in free bets. That's $100. Matt, 100 to 1 odds on the team of your choosing to hit a three. They don't even need to win. Matt, you can't lose. <laughs> this year's teams have been hitting threes at an unprecedented pace. So get out on all the action on DraftKings Sportsbook before this offer ends. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit, withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free bets if the basketball team of your choosing hits a three. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free bets. For a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Ah, man, I screwed it up twice. I couldn't be more disappointed in myself right now. Flood the... I usually... I run right through that thing. I, I think that's the most impressive part of this entire show is how quickly I run through the... Uh, 
restrictions. <laughs> All right, Mike. Let's talk. Let's talk what happened uh, this past week because it was it was pretty eventful. It's a big um, week. A lot of moving pieces. The I mean, the Iser plan, Mike. Reactivated. Activate order. Iser plan. It's back. So Thanks, order sixty. Yeah, that was. Yeah. You know how excited I was when I thought of that like four hours ago, and it's like, oh man, Mike's gonna piss cool. himself when he hears this. He did Boy, show prep at, Matt did show prep at 620 to get this line in there. <laughs> I'm very proud of him. Uh, so right, Matt, like, uh, rep, these rep are like the uh, least sexy deals of all time. These are these are just uh, straight khaki pants and a little little bow tie and a little, you know, a little white pressed shirt. Not not super sexy, Matt. Maybe like a like a doorman, you know, at like old navy. That's what we did. We did an old man doing his last job at Old Navy. That's what this but, job was. Here, here's the problem. Like th- this is how this should have been announced. I'm going to tell you how. I'm going to tell you how sad I am. But go ahead. Uh, <laughs> what the Red Wings should have done is just announced the trade of Brent of Brent Lashoff for David Savard and just left it at that for <laughs> you know an hour. I think that should have been announced, and Red Wings fans should have been like, what the hell is going on? And then they announced part two, uh, <laughs> where Savard has moved for a, a fourth-round pick. Um, yeah. I, I will say, I, I especially love Jay Fresh reporting this, who is a friend of the show, uh, now working for Elite Prospects. But he 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 did the tweet and trolled everybody and uh, <laughs> was dogging the Columbus Blue Jackets for uh, for trading Savard for Lashoff straight up, and then of course reporting uh, about 15 minutes later that the Lightning would acquire him. Um, that that was probably my favorite thing to happen yesterday. But Mike, you're right. I mean, fourth round picks, not what, super sexy. Yeah, not at all. But I mean, I guess it's something. It's we're definitely seeing where this market is at uh, for the Red Wings playing. Um, I don't know, an open wallet kind of kind of game here uh it's only 1.5 million i think that was uh retained on on nemeth's contract and then uh uh where's where's our other boy uh, i don't have the numbers up but uh, essentially I, i'm just talking about weaponizing the cap is getting us a fourth a fourth round pick um twice i think so how, that's how well, we uh, look at that because is nemeth really going to change the outlook for the colorado avalanche he's giving them some depth uh, but I, I think it's just something for them where they can add to the roster from a very limited uh, cap hit perspective. Yeah. Uh, Matt, I mean, uh, it's it's printed onto the ice. Um, it's you know printed onto the Red Wing helmet. It's the only advertisement that's super visible on the Red Wings helmet. Matt, it's United Wholesale Mortgage. And uh, basically, what, how United Wholesale Mortgage works is they have a website called findamortgagebroker.com. Inspired by the sponsor of the Detroit Red Wings, uh, Steve Eiserman has decided to be find a really sexy tradebroker.com. And other teams could get cool guys like Savard, and we will take a fourth round pick just for participating. So, Matt, <laughs> nothing like a fourth round right. participation award uh, for watching Savard. Uh, you know, I guess he had to, to take a, a layover in Detroit and then he flew over to his real home. Um, so not not super exciting, Matt. Does this kind of uh, bum you out in terms of if we're if we're using cap space and resources for this? Does this mean we're 
probably done trading. No, no, I think I think there's some there's some more uh, moves to come. We still have uh, John Merrill was a healthy scratch last night just because uh, it looks like he's he's next. So this is one of those keep him healthy. Um, I'm still yeah with the Robbie Fabry. They say he's out because of injury, but that one I don't know. I feel like. I feel like that also might be, yes, he's out for because of an injury, but we also don't want him to get too hurt. So I, I think there's a possibility there. Um, I, I I will say, like, to come back to these two trades, I, I did, I'm did. i still looking at this, especially the Blue Jackets and Lightning one, because we essentially, again, we're, we're just kind of in there to help the salary move around. And and Eisman walks away with a fourth-round pick. I, I mean, it's not a crazy exciting but it is something where all the moves that have happened before by Steve to ensure that the flexibility is still there with this, um, with our cap situation, with our roster situation, uh, man, all the guys that we've been complaining that we need to give a chance in this lineup. And now there's room for them to get a chance, even though, I mean, are people really excited about Alex Viega getting a shot in the lineup last night? <laughs> no, but <laughs> Uh, sorry, you know, we're, we're hoping for a, a Lindstrom and a Chalowski sightings soon. But uh, back to the, the point of flexibility allows us to just jump into this Blue Jackets and Lightning trade. Um, you know, we get to rub shoulders a little bit. We get to kind of look like a hero here. And uh, we make out with, with a pick that we didn't have the day before. Now we've got it. I, I mean, it's, it's a win. And it's, it's a testament to everything Steve has done before. So I, I, I like this. I, I, I looked around like uh, the athletic top to bottom. Iserman gets a B on this move. And then uh, I saw the blue jackets got an A plus a couple of times lightning, get an a uh, kind of thing where, you know, the lightning again, I think are, are making a move that can um, we'll probably see the, well, thought- the final ramifications in regards to what happens at, by the end of the trade deadline, if they're going to keep making more space and, Whatnot, but anyway, I know, I, yeah, I, I know it's I know a place to send that uh, send some Tyler yeah. Johnson over here. But I was just bummed because if Tampa's already given up, was it this coming first round and third round pick uh, to Columbus? Twenty uh, yeah, twenty twenty one first round pick and twenty twenty two third round pick. Okay, so I just wanted to make sure there's a little something something left for us when we absorb that Tyler Johnson deal. Come on. Send him over. Send him over. Come on. I mean, we're already going to be, we're already there. All right. So at least give us a little something to sweet that honey pot. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, this will be easy research here. And you and I have been uh, pretty adamant about let's collect all the 2022 first round picks we can get um, for two reasons. Uh, One is Shane Wright. Number two is, uh, you know, I, I guess the, the ability, I mean, you get a whole other year to scout, especially in a year this year when we're going to be drafting guys where you haven't really gotten the the, the same look you've had at every other draft season, right? Uh, I mean, there's teams that haven't played full seasons. There, there's guys that, that haven't played uh, just in and out of lineups. There's rosters that are completely different than you would have seen year to year. So, I mean, there's just a lot of uh, new variables that are going to throw everything out of whack. And if you go for 2022 draft picks, uh, which is what we collected um, in, in the Nemeth trade, I, I think 
I think that might be the better route to go, but I'm, I'm still fine collecting a fourth round pick from this huge draft. Uh, but yeah, uh, the, I, I was pulling up here. Tampa does still have a 2022 uh, first rounder, but um, that would bring them down to Mike uh, only four picks next mm. year's draft. Uh, and their first pick would be in the fourth round. So if they are trading away that first round pick, uh, they are going to put themselves in quite the hole. And I think that they'd want to save that for more of assets coming in than just saying Kucherov can play earlier. Um, I think I think they'll just roll the dice and just wait till the, the playoff rosters open up a, a tidbit. Um, so I, I don't know. We have to send up something really juicy at this point rather than just cap space. Yeah. Um... Well, it's just uh, this rebuild in hockey is, is so tough, Matt. Um, I would say the closest equivalent to what Steve Eiserman is is doing um, is he uh, brokerages his way uh, to the top of the leaders for draft picks in every single draft from here until Eiserman's dead. Uh, Matt, he's basically a cicada farmer. Um, <laughs> cicadas take about 17 years uh, to actually, like, come to fruition and make some noise. And uh, as we harvest these fourth round picks, Matt, by God, maybe in 17 years, we'll have one screaming cicada. Um, well, I mean, the important thing is like these next two seasons, it's, it's 19 picks in 14 rounds. That's not but, true, Matt. What's important is five years from these next two years. <laughs> when all these guys finally emerge from the earth, ready to, uh, hang from the trees and, you know, attack other bugs and mate. So we're only looking at about, Matt, by 2028, we will have a full forest full of screaming little cicadas and those weird little cocoons on the lower part of the bar. Yay! <laughs> so keep your, keep your spring open, Red Wings fans, for 2028. We're going to be hot with all these fourth rounders. Coming to play in Little Caesars Arena. It's going to be awesome. Um, oh, wait, what's, the, what's the turnaround on that? Like almost 20 picks. Are, are we looking at maybe two guys that are going to make it? <laughs> well, I feel like um, in an NHL draft, there's like, what, five, ten really good players? Or you're like, oh, man, I wish we had him. So I think Eiserman's plan is to just, okay, maybe we only get one first, but I'm going to get all the second, third, and fourth, and fifth, sixth rounders. And then, like, I'll, so I'll have one, two of those guys, and I'll miss on the first guys because we always get, you know, screwed on the lottery. So I'm going to I'm gonna nurture these four guys in the depth, depth rounds. So I think that's kind of what he's going for, Matt. He's going to just get all the picks. You think he's done with 19 picks, Matt, which, you know, that's his number. Wait till he gets 38 picks, um, and he just keeps acquiring them at. <laughs> Eventually, one of them has to hit. Right, and then we're going to be going with uh, an all-Griffins roster by uh, the end of the season. Of course, no, they'd all have to be gone, too, to get us up to 38, probably. Um, <clears throat> Mike, uh, joining the Griffins, uh, Joe Valeno begins his quarantine. Ooh! Nice. Uh, so we'll get, yeah, we'll get to see uh, him sniff around a little bit. Uh, it sounds like I, I think more or less this is just announcing that a guy who was loaned over into Europe, who I mean, some people here or there would say he improved, he learned new things. Um, I think the last time we saw uh, Prashant Thayer, um 
what do I want to say? Like uh, an analytics chart showed that he was on like the bottom half uh, of uh, of the league. So, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> there, there's two ways to look at it. He's still a young kid, so it's just exciting to to see what he's learned and see what he can bring over to the Griffins. Um, but yeah, by by all accounts, on on the, from an analytics perspective, I know uh, I know what we were looking at from a production standpoint wasn't exactly the most exciting thing in the world. But of course, uh, Mike, we we sit here as Red Wings fans today, just uh, you know, excited when Zadina turns into a two way player. So we don't need to see goals and assists, but um, you know, ex- excitement level for what he's done over in Europe. I think it's just he had some ice time with some guys who were. <laughs> Oh, also going to be professional hockey players uh, in the NHL. Uh, and, you know, he's still got time to, to learn and grow. So let's see how this goes. I, I think ultimately it's just good news that uh, he's coming over to join the Griffins for uh, for this end of the season stint. Uh, but, I, you know, I'm not jumping out of my pants. Uh, it's it'll be it'll be nice to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, uh we've, you know, our friend of the show, uh, Ken Cowles just talked about, you know, sample sizes and, you know, it takes a little bit of time for guys to develop. And, uh, Matt, you know, speaking of somebody who's had enough time to develop and nurture his skills under the wise old watch of Jeffrey Blaschel, Matt, that would be Adam Ernie, who is still lighting the NHL on fire. Man, this is six (laughs) games in a row with a point. Uh, suddenly he's, uh, vaulted himself into the one of the goal scorer leaders uh for the Red Wings here with with this little streak. Matt, are you excited about Adam Marty? How many more games until we say this is real? This is real. <laughs> I, I'm not excited for this at all, Michael. This is ridiculous. I can't believe no snuff it out. Snuff it out. Put it <laughs> under was, a bushel uh, basket. This was my favorite photo to come out of last night. Um this, this is Adam Ernie uh celebrating with Grice. If if you guys are are listening to the podcast, you can see that Ernie's eyes are not necessarily looking at Grice, who's right in front of him. Mike, his eyes have turned to his father figure, his mentor, his coach, Jeff Blaschel, the blurred out figure on the left hand side of the screen. Well, look, at the, look at those eyes. He, he's looking right at him. He, he's thinking, man, none of this would have happened without my my dear friend and no, my the, man, the man I trust. <laughs> oh man, I you know honestly, I've only I, seen the look one other time, Matt. It was uh, at the end of uh, the Dark Knight Rises when Christian Bale and Alfred just gave each other a knowing <laughs> nod. <laughs> So that's the only way I can describe that. Man, Ernie, I I fell out of my chair because I was so bummed that uh, I was like, well, you know, I, I made that that awful connection. Now, in retrospect, it's an awful connection uh, to him being the Red Wings version of uh, J.D. Martinez, who bloomed at, you know, roughly age 28 and a half, 29. And then, like, just refined his swing and. Just because it's a Detroit example of a guy that, you know, we weren't sure what we were going to get from him, and suddenly he was excellent. Uh, Matt, Ernie's only 25. Um, so, you know, I think we're uh, we're going to be in pretty good shape with this guy. Uh, definitely feels like somebody who's going to be around for a while. If Steve has anything to say about it. Uh, Matt, if, you know, Bobby Ryan has anything to say about it, like, kid, you got a good situation. Don't get out of here. All right, just stay. Stick around. It's going to be fine. We're going to be okay. I, um, see, I, I'm still, I, I don't know. I, I, 
I'm on the fence in regards to to this turning into a, a career long relationship. It does it does feel like it's inching towards one of those things where like we we have like goals that uh, we loved watching uh, back in the day of Darren Helm. Uh, we liked it when when Justin Abdelkader had uh, pucks bounce off his head uh, from Pavel Datsuk passes, uh, and then of course Chris Draper taking one right in the teeth, um, and of course Ooh, lasting yeah. maybe a little too long with the uh, with the Red Wings. Uh, yeah. it, it's one of those things where let's go back to Ken Kell and sample size. It's you want to do sample size for sure, but you also gotta be like, well, are we gonna be there now that this guy's about to hit his hit his peak you know is this is this real but is this the peak though right i i that's what i mean ceiling could be even higher man <laughs> i i guess i'm saying that the other direction I, I wonder if it's down it's all downhill from here after a couple of weeks um all right so let's say like, let's say eyeball test eyeball yeah. test you you pulled up the remember that that wonderful set of bar graphs last week oh my god were those impressive um so, like, eyeball test, it doesn't feel like he's getting cheap goals, does it, to you, Matt? I, I feel like I feel like there's still some hands involved uh, with these plays. And yeah, seeing... especially last night. You're right. Yeah. I know. God damn it. Shut so up. I'm just no, trying to combine. Not... I'm trying to combine some some deep cut bar graphs uh, <laughs> and then some deep cut eyeball tests. Like, really, really scrutinize with your good eye. You know, close that, right. that shitty one. The one your, you know, lovely little daughter likes to rake out of your head. And then use your good eye to really, really get a good look in there. Kristen Wiig and Bridesmaid style, like uh, when she's pretending she's a dick. Just really stare at that screen. Matt, I think we may have found another Fabry. Oh, my God. Look, here, here's what I'll say. Um, you know, goal scoring think, is way into our hearts. I think Adam Ernie and his agent are probably going to go into a contract negotiation and say, look, we get it. We know what's going on here. I'm Adam. I'm Adam fucking Ernie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not not in like a pay me the money. I think he's he's gonna come around and be like, hey, I, I know. I, I mean, look at this face. I'm not a I'm not a poster child. Um, <laughs> but I, I just like I think this is something where we could benefit from a more cost effective signing, and this could be something where we fit somebody into the bottom six. But I also know that if Ernie goes into contract negotiations and it's like, I was second on your team and goal scored, baby. Hey, pay up. I should have know. <laughs> Everything he's done has been about flexibility. It's been about not putting us in a bad situation. So yeah. I, I, I think with uh, with a negotia- uh, negotiation coming up that Iserman will know the number that makes sense for this team. And if he signs them, I, I'm gonna I'm going to respect the decision. I'm not the guy. Mike, you know, I've been not, you know, I've been super excited about this this turn for Adam Ernie. Um, yeah, but I, I'm also you know I'm not going to be shocked if he walks. Um, but I'm not going to just you know blow my jeans out uh, just because we do sign him. So I, I, again, I'm, I'm trying to temper everything here. Uh, I'm really happy that it's happening. I think the advanced analytics are pointing towards a guy who's definitely taken a stride up, and from a production standpoint, it's there. The production's there. You, you, we always make the argument for guys that are like, well, the advanced analytics say the, the production should should be there eventually. That's that's weird. I, I expected a goal point five. Huh. That's weird. It didn't go in. <laughs> right. But then Adam Ernie goes on another breakaway and scores and then puts one away in the shootout. 
I mean, it's the same. Look, it'd be unfair for us to sit here and get excited about Evgeny Svechnikov, who is pulling in. Uh, I, I actually wanted to point this out for last night's game. Uh, Rasmussen and Svechnikov actually finished the game with the most efficient expected goals numbers in regards to us uh, performing better than um, our, our opponent. So measuring the expected goals for and expected goals against. Yeah. Uh, so if we're going to sit here and get excited and make the argument that Svechnikov shouldn't be taken out of the lineup because he's been a, a, a consistent winner in regards to expected goals, then we also have to sit here and be fair with Adam Ernie and say he's definitely taken some steps forward. He's definitely like turning something over, right? I just I will I will temper everything and say, man, would this be a cool bottom six forward to have? in the lineup if this is consistent. Uh, but I still want to come back to what you said earlier about Ken Cal. I, I just, there's all the reason in the world uh, right now, just the same as with Svechnikov, to be excited that there is potential for something to work out long-term here. But, you know. Yeah, um, it's going right, to be tough as we, we try to... I should be know. selling our t-shirt. No, uh, yeah, he's, I mean, he's doing fantastic uh, right now, and it's just going to get tough, you know, as we got to decide, well, you're 20, you're going to be 26 next season. You're you're seemingly hitting your peak right now, so you're, you're going to be trying to get a contract. He's He ain't signing no Bobby Ryan one year, one mil. He, I don't think he's going to be doing the company any favors. Uh, <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm hitting my peak. You saw all those points I got on this awful team. Uh, you know it's awful. You quote said we're icing a team. I went out there, busted my hump, and now look at me. I'm in the prime of my career. I want four. I want a four year deal. There, I said it. So, Matt, what kind of number do you think that he can ask for at this juncture? Uh, because you want to ask for obviously a raise. He ain't getting no nine nine seven five hundred, which is what we got on cap friendly. What number would Steve sign? him for and and like adam ernie would also be like all right i'm in yeah this is something i definitely would want more research just to put it in context just put it in context too like like, aaron helm is making 3.8 right and that's unfair to use that because that's bad like that's too much that we could look at the numbers and say that's a bad contract so i i I wouldn't want to use that in any sort of context (laughs) it's like well franz nielsen's making five million so clearly ernie deserves more than franz nielsen so six million uh, five years, sign me up. Like, I, you know, I, I don't want to use that. But I, I will say, like, what we saw with Tyler Bertuzzi, and we pl- plotted out where he should be getting paid. And um, I, I guess I don't want to say, like, wildly underneath where where we thought he'd be. Um, where, where, let me see. three. I mean, three and a half now. But I think what we were looking at was somewhere, like, even touching five million. Uh, when our, our charts were all said and done. Also, real quick, while this is up, shout out. Uh, you can go to bodpodcast.com, click on the shop button. It'll take you right to this Retire 73 shirt. So if you guys want to celebrate uh, Svechnikov, or Svechnikov, Jesus, Adam Ernie, that's where you, we're, we got the Retire 37 coming out soon. Uh, <laughs> Retire 73, if you guys want to celebrate Adam Ernie, that's where you head. Okay, so back to your question. Um, where was I? Uh, we were talking five mil, I think, before the contract was signed. For Tyler, like there was an argument to be made, and then we got him at three and a half. So 
What that tells me is that Eiserman knows what he's doing in these contract negotiations, and he's bringing guys under whatever the advanced analytics say they should be valued at. So, I mean, do I want to spend more than $2 million on Adam Ernie? No, but there's probably an argument to be made since we, we came up with a $5 million number with, with Tyler Bertuzzi for him to get paid more than that. Uh, but like I said, I'd rather take a longer look at this than to sit here and bury myself and say, definitely this number. And then, you know, once I take a look at the, you know, if I bring back those charts that we made in the off season and it looks like, you know, well over that, well under that, then, then I'm, I'm fine. But yeah, like yeah. off the top of my head, do I want to spend more than we paid Vladislav Nemestikov? Not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> like... I, I guess that's where, like, we were talking about the the flexibility, right? And we're we're starting to lose flexibility, and you got to pick and choose where are the guys that are worth enough value that you lose flexibility. Uh, because I was, you know, we were making jokes earlier in the season that the amount you paid to get a goal from Sam Gagne, and of course this number has has gone up, uh, but after his hat trick, was just this tiny little insignificant number compared to what you pay. I mean, it's it's a joke, but compared to what you pay Connor McDavid to score a goal, it was true. It was you you saved so much more money, even though the production is way less. You, you the the goal the amount you spend per goal was way less for for Sam Gagne. It's obviously because of his number, uh, but his production was a little bit higher than it should have been at the time when I when I crunched those numbers for funsies. Uh, so there are the guys that you need to spend more money because they're going to score more consistently. Uh, but that that price really starts to like jump, you know, like you've got all the guys that are in one level and salaries are kind of like here. They kind of bump up a little bit. But then once you hit elite status, it goes through the roof. That's where you lose flexibility. And I don't know if Adam Ernie is the guy where we start to have the conversation of giving up flexibility. Yeah. For, for what he's able to do. So I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll finish off this and say I trust Iserman to make that decision based on what he's done so far. I think this is an incredibly excellent time for him to, uh, you know, start, you know, really hitting his peak number wise. Um, it's just, it's such a funky time as a GM to, um, you know, gauge whether or not a guy is worth a long-term commitment with these two uh, seasons, you know, affected by the pandemic. Uh, cause you don't get a full 82 game sample. Uh, you don't get to see if Adams actually, you know, got the, uh, you know, the stamina to, you know, extend this production over the course of an entire actual, you know, season. Um, and then even on Adam's side, you know, where he's saying, you know, if I had a full year, maybe, you know, I could put in, you know, 30 goals, something like that. Um, you know, that's, that's where you really, you know, start getting the big bucks. Um, yeah, it's almost like Matt for for Iserman's protection. Like he would want to be like, listen, this was a pandemic season. Um, what if I give you one year, three and a half? Um, and we want to give you some time to actually have a real productive season. You know, a real uh, you know number of games. You know, to kind of um, like bet on yourself, essentially. Um, we know Ernie's going to be a little limited because he's a restricted free agent. You know, and you. We know what a nightmare that is in the NHL, which you you have to basically mortgage your future to pick up a you know restricted free agent uh, <laughs> with all the picks you have to give up, um, you know depending on their their value and um, stuff like that. But 
It's a, it's a, I think this might be a unique situation where I know that he at that age would want to have, you know, a commitment from management, but I could also see a scenario where he wants to say, listen, you know, um, you know, I like to hear, uh, you know, I started to find my stride here, but I'm not quite at a point where I feel like I'm going to see the number I want for the years that I want based on pandemic production. So let me do one kind of, um, you know, like one balloon payment here in 2021, 2022, and then I'll, you know, I'll prove myself and earn a longer term deal. Does that, does that sound feasible, Matt, for a guy his age at 20, 25 this year, turning 26? Absolutely. And I, I think there's an argument to be made too, that um, he's got to look at the situation and go, man, um, Red Wings like <laughs> took a shot and there's something there. And part of the negotiations, too, it, it would be irresponsible if Steve Eisenman did not bring up the flat cap and to say, I know I made the argument a couple of weeks ago that flat cap probably can't last much longer considering we're on the cusp of herd immunity and <laughs> we've got new deals with ESPN. Like, I, the money's going to be coming back very soon. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, like, you know, Eisenman would absolutely have to go in the negotiation and say, Hey, look, I mean, I want to pay more, but I mean, flat cap, you know, if we want this team to be better, I don't want you to ruin it. So um, it's, it's so tough, man. Cause like instruments riding on that goodwill, right? That's why teams like Tampa Bay will be like, listen, let's, let's give Eisen, let's give our old buddy a fourth round pick just to stand there. And, you know, we'll also make him hold a bag of money. Um, you know, he's got the, the Bobby Ryan kind of goodwill. We know it's there, but now it's going to be interesting as Steve tries to, you know, cobble this team together with all that cap space. You know, if he's going to weaponize it and take garbage, uh, you know, for draft picks, um, he's also got to keep some of these guys that he's, you know, putting out in not the most ideal hockey situations, you know, and tell them, yeah, just stick in there, bud. We're building something good here. Uh, Cause at some point we want to start winning. Um, this is going to be a real a real test, I think, um, to kind of see if Ernie keeps producing and to kind of see what Eisman does with this uh, young man's career. Yeah, I wonder too, like if there's if there's going to be an opportunity here to to string this out and just say, look, um, like I mean, short term on our part, and I don't know. Do you, like I said before, we're not weaponizing the cap to bring in Adam Ernie. You know, like we're not. This this isn't the weapon that. You, using it for to make sure you lock in this guy this isn't what the flexibility was for was to make sure he doesn't leave but um i don't know there's probably a realistic conversation that can be had the same sort of realistic conversation that when john merrill signed when bobby ryan signed they said i'm here because of the conversation i had with steve eiserman um you know i think we were more excited when when bryce said that at the beginning of the season but uh, certainly we're less excited about it now uh, but you, you know where my head's at. Like there, yeah. there's got to be something happening in those conversations where Steve Eisman's making that relation between um, maybe there's more ice time, maybe there's an opportunity to send you in the better situation as long as you continue to perform. Um, because the other part of that conversation is this team is not winning a Stanley Cup next year. Uh, so if you're making this decision to stay here, just know that uh, you know Eisman's going to be responsible with who you are as a player with your contract and um, you know, all that, all that has to figure into, into the game here. Um, and again, I think ultimately with the moves we've seen in the trades uh, last year's free agency, um, I mean, trades a couple years in a row here, 
everything has come back to flexibility. So if that underlying theme, which if we're not going to get a, if we're not going to get the an open conversation from our GM, and we aren't going to hear that word, we're not going to hear what Iserman's thinking, and we have to discern something from all of these moves. I think flexibility is is the one key that we can all agree upon. Is is there going to be enough flexibility in whatever the decision is on Adam Ernie? If it, if it is bringing him in, if it is uh, sending him packing, obviously I think there's a lot of flexibility in that. We got to uh, just bring somebody else in. Uh, but <laughs> you know, um, I, I did pull up the charts too that you were talking about. This is updated now that we have last night's game in there, Mike. I mean, it's even better than it was. Uh, so we we were making the joke that he has gone above average, but. Uh, my my old title for this episode uh, before uh, you know I, I decided you know we should probably talk trades too uh, yeah. was Adam Ernie above above average that was my my old name for this episode um, I, like I mean that. the the goals uh, expected goals for per sixty uh, is and and the expected goals against per sixty obviously this puts him in the positive and then uh, straight up Corsi Ford like that was that was where we saw I think the biggest uh, deficiency uh, in, in the last time we shared this chart without the last game. So obviously, what does that mean? There's a lot of variables game to game when you pull up these charts. But also, I mean, it just keeps going up. And these charts looked a lot worse uh, a month ago and two months ago. So whatever you want to pull from that, I, I think the the ultimate here is that Ernie's developing in the, in the right direction. So again, um, kudos to Adam Ernie. And of course... <coughs> Coach of the year, Jeff Blaschel. All right. Uh, Mike, is there anything else uh, we wanted to talk about? Oh, wait. What did I say? Well, what was that last line? What did the... We have oh, yeah. We, uh, you know, <laughs> our trade talk, I think, was a little stymied because we're waiting for, uh, you know, one more big, one big move, I think. Something a little sexier than a fourth round pick. But, Matt, while the trade talk did have a cameo. Oh. We do have a cameo game. Hey, are you ready for the cameo game? It's going to be a little bit of a lighter one. We're running out of Red Wings here. Um, <laughs> not a lot of Red no, Wings no, cameos right now. No, no one's a coming. Oh, oh, for cameo. I thought you were saying yeah. because we traded away Patrick Nemeth that we were running out oh, of Red Wings. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, here's the scoop. Uh, I was going to include Philip Zadita, but he's only showing his face. Uh, he's no longer charging or offering cameos at this time. So he's just dropping a big tease. So Matt, We've got a who's who of Red Wing legends. Um, so we got one round of cameo today. Matt, are you buckled in? Uh, yeah, re- recap uh, what's going on. Yeah, so basically what's going on the cameo app, you can have a you know celebrity athlete leave a personalized message just for you. And uh, basically what we're going to make Matt do is figure out who charged the exorbitant fee um, in this week's episode. Matt... A lot of similarities here. Um, I was going to throw in Peter Mrazek as a Red Wing legend, uh, but you know what? We're going to do it. We're going to goddamn do it. Here we go. Matt, we got got two price tags and four players. So I'm going to give you all four player names, and you're going to guess who the big cheese is. Who's the big asker out of this group? Okay? Matt, these are Red Wing. They're all Red Wing legends. No current Red Wings at this time. Here we go. We got Peter Morazic. Matt, we got Luke Robitaille on Cameo. Have you always wanted to hear from Luke Robitaille? Matt, 
Chris Chelios, we ate at Chelly's Chili Bar. We loved it. And it closed in Dearborn. My God. I think it closed in Detroit, too. Um, and then, okay. Matt, I don't know if we necessarily loved him. We loved the trade uh, that they brought us, uh, Brendan Shanahan. But, Matt, Mr. Paul Coffey, also available for a cameo. So, incredibly, Matt, three of these four players are charging the exact same amount of money for a cameo. There's uh -oh. one. There's one outlier, Matt. You're gonna have to guess who that outlier is, and I'm gonna share the price tags with you here, Matt. We've got one gentleman, one, two, three gentlemen at seventy nine ninety nine, and one greedy little weasel wants a hundred and nine dollars and ninety nine cents for a personalized video, Matt. Who is this week's greedy weasel? Who you got? All right, you said seventy nine ninety nine and one hundred nine ninety nine. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Can I ask, is anybody doing this for charity? I'm not giving that context. Oh, come on. All right. Um, do you not have that information? Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there is the idea that, like, uh, there there was a, a league, or a, I guess maybe a legend-wide, <laughs> Hall of Famer-wide uh, email went out and said, here's a pretty good number to charge for your cameos. Uh, and that would bring me to Robitaille, Chelios, and Coffee, all charging $79.99. And then Peter Morazic is like, hey, I'm a starting goaltender, one of the hottest teams in the NHL. You're paying 100 bucks, baby. Um, there's that. But there's also, I think Chris Chelios, out of these three guys, would be the one that would be asking for a little bit more. Mm. He's got those Malibu homes. Uh, I'm uh, Maybe just one. I, I said homes. I'd, there's, I mean, who knows? But uh, I know there's at least one because he hangs out with uh, Dr. Cox from Scrubs uh, yeah. in Malibu. Uh, we all know that. It's Dr. Cox was the uh, narrator for the 2008 Stanley Cup DVD. It's uh, a little <laughs> fun fact there. Uh, just because I'm going to get this wrong, I thought I'd throw out some info. I do Is it John C. McGinley? Yeah. Yeah. Love that I, dude. Yeah. Can I just say, I was not going to say his name because I... Like on a 50 50, we'll sometimes say John C. Riley. And it's. <laughs> oh, man. I wish you would host more NHL videos. Look at that goal. That was crazy. I did a rock around on a goalie. Wow. Okay. Uh, that was my bad impression of John. Uh, but, Matt, we got to pick who is the $109 man. Who do you got? I'm going to go with Chris Chelios. He's got to pay for the Malibu house. Matt, a very solid guess. I, I probably would have went with Peter Morazic because it's Peter effing Morazic. But, Matt, $109 man is Paul Coffey. Wow. Yeah. Matt. All right. I mean, he's, he's a legend, but, man. I mean, yeah. it, that was the thing, too, because I, I was so I was honed in on Chris Chelios' Malibu home. Uh, lest we forget that Luke Robitaille, <laughs> working in L.A. right now, uh, probably a stone's throw away from whatever mansion Chris Chelios is hanging out in. Uh, true. Paul Coffey, who knows where he's living right now? Probably I got to say, fancy. yeah, I got to say, like, Peter Mrazek, you know, active player, you know, we don't know if, you know, maybe he's a little upset about the contract he got. I could see the 109 narrative, uh, you know, Robitaille living in Los Angeles. Real estate's really expensive out there, man. So I could say, oh, maybe even 299 Chelios, you know, enough said, but Paul Coffey, huh? Yeah, that was right. literally, that was the last guy on my list. 
I was not going to put him at 109.99. Uh, pretty maybe wild, though. That those other yeah, maybe his Bloomfield wrong. Hills uh, taxes got reassessed. I don't, I don't know what's going on with Paul, but man, he's the 109 man. Um, I got. Can, can I do my power rankings for who Absolutely. I'd actually want? All right. Um, everybody's going to hate me for this. Uh, Chris Chelios. Ooh. Luke Robitaille, Peter Morazic, <laughs> Paul Coffey. <laughs> In case you're on the fence about spending a hundred nine dollars for Paul Coffey, it's, it's always got to come back to like, why would I just want a Paul Coffey cameo when I mean, Mike, I was a baby, like it didn't mean anything to me. Whatever he did with the red, yeah, fine. Chelios too, like he would chirp, right? He he'd probably throw in a chirp in his cameo, like give you a little roast, a little rib. Yeah, Robitai. Yeah, you know he's he's probably got something funny to say. He's old, wily, and I don't know. Mrazek is active. I I don't know what coffee would bring to the table for me. It's definitely yeah. he'd be the fourth pick of those four picks for sure. There's there's somebody shit in their britches right now listening to this. Going, <laughs> But uh, yeah, you, you go have a cup cup of coffee with Paul, and I'm gonna yeah. hang out with Chris Chelios and Luke Robitaille. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I don't know, like I say that, and like Luke Robitaille was like my least favorite player in the 2003 season. <laughs> I, I blamed everything on Luke Robitaille for some reason. All right, I, I think it's uh, about time we wrap up. Um, there was one note I hadn't mentioned yet, so while you guys are taking a look at the trade deadline, uh, if you're listening to this Monday morning. Uh, don't forget the Wings can only retain salary on one more trade. I thought it was an interesting little ditty. And uh, I think uh, I think that's it. So hopefully uh, Toronto's in need of uh, a Jonathan Bernier because uh, Avalanche picked up Devin Dubnik. Um, so they, they might be done. So, I, yeah, I think those are my big notes that we hadn't mentioned yet on the trade stuff. So, everybody, head on over to BODpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com to pick up your entire 73 t-shirts. That's right. Celebrate the emergence of super-duper star Adam Ernie and his <laughs> team uh, second-place leading. Yeah, his <laughs> meteoric rise to the top of the Red Wing stat sheets. <laughs> You thought Bianca Belair was getting a push. Check out Adam Ernie. Woo! Second place in goals on the team, and he's still not at a half per point, half half a point per game play. Uh, that just goes to he's show how you finished in last place or close to it. All right, uh, yeah, that was uh, Appioti uh, Hockey uh, for our Twitter brothers underscore of underscore discussion for Instagram, and uh, I guess if you're listening to this live, which. Uh, We've got one person right now. We'll be covering uh, WrestleMania tonight at BOD Woo. Podcast. Go so check that out. All right. Oh, and uh, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts so people can find this thing. And uh, Mike, the subscriber numbers for the YouTube channel continue to rise. Thank you so much for everybody who subscribed. <laughs> and uh, have uh, have a good one. Thanks for tuning in. Oh. <laughs>